Richter has been a great friend to our show. He's been around a long time. He's seen a lot in college athletics. I can't wait to find out if he envisioned the team he faced in the 1963 Rose Bowl joining the Big Ten Conference. Joining us now, he is the retired University of Wisconsin Athletic Director, and he's our buddy. It is Pat Richter on Wilde and Tausch. Pat, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, James. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? We're trying to figure out busy, what the busy Big Ten. Friday. Yeah, this is this is. I I, I just Tausch is a visionary. You know him. He he sees the future pretty yeah. well. Uh, I did not see two Los Angeles schools in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, I know you didn't see this as you were lining up against the Trojans in the Rose Bowl, but in recent months, as you've seen college athletics change, did you see this coming? Not a clue, and if Mark says he did, he's foolish. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> I, I think this is it. I think this is really a blockbuster. I mean, I had no clue. I mean, you start to put the pieces together, and you can see why it did for the people that really are involved in it day to day. But I, uh, I didn't see that. Certainly, that school coming. But after Texas, Oklahoma, you know, I think there's a little bit of fear and a little bit of greed involved there, and fear that they, they might pick off a couple of schools like this. And so, they uh, went to West Coast, and certainly financially and everything else, it's it's a good deal. But uh, I think certainly there are going to be a lot of questions with respect to the Olympic sports and the travel for the athletes, and that's going to be a tough deal. So, Pat, uh, you know, money rules everything, and it's college sports, professional sports. And how is this going to play from the you – know, you, we heard Greg Gard talk about this, the fact that the leadership at the NCAA level, it's not there, trying to decipher the NIL and all of this other stuff. So what happens if – Football breaks away, which I think most of us think is going to happen when you end up with these super conferences, the way alignment is going. Will the NCAA stay and, and still kind of regulate all of the non-revenue sports? Or as a university, can you pick and choose what gets regulated by one thing and what doesn't, Title IX and all that? How does this all work? Well, theoretically, they say that the school, the NCAA is uh, really run by the presidents and the schools. So if that's the case, they can do just about anything they want. And I think you're you're probably right on. I think that was one of the first issues that uh, seemed to come up and in, in, in really with respect to the NCAA saying, you know, they're going to break off and do their own thing. But I, they have some of the uh, affiliations like with SC and UCLA, that was what was on the on the marketplace, so to speak, and I think that that's going to happen. It'll be a like a federation, and uh, I mean, it's going to be probably even a little tighter than that. Be the big two uh, conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten. I mean, more and more they're getting the other conferences are getting left out and being a little bit more difficult to say why they should be in the same pot as the Big Ten and the SEC are. One great question that's out there is Notre Dame. You know, it's going to be a smaller uh, in the territory for them to be dealing with it. That's one of the things that we were familiar with because back when I was there, that's one thing we talked about was you know, Notre Dame coming to the Big Ten after Penn State, and they always uh, said, no, television is too important. And they were, they were right on, except for the fact that if, unless you're in the playoffs in the playoffs at that time, 
you weren't making the money you would have made in the Big Ten. And so uh, I think it's going to be a smaller universe. But uh, the other thing you got to think about here is what's going to happen to this so-called affiliation or triumvirate with respect to the uh, the Pac-10, Pac-12, and the ACC and the Big Ten. That kind of blew up in the window. And so I think that's another thing that you got to take a look at as well because that was – Supposedly going to be kind of well. Let's hang together. Well, it lasted too long, but it kind of reminds me of the time when I was uh, my, my press conference to take over as AD, and uh, I got the, the, the conference call that afternoon. There was talk about Penn State coming in, and Donna had, had uh, told me what was going to happen, and uh, it was obvious on the call. The athletic directors didn't know about it because Doug Weaver asked. Uh, to have a couple of conference call, and then uh, Bo said to Doug Weaver, he said, um, Doug, did you know this was coming along? No, I didn't know anything about it, Bo. He said, what the? I can't say it on the air. It's going on here anyway. Who's running the show? So it's a big deal, but when you see that the conference in Pac-12 is making a little less than half of uh, what the Big Ten is making television-wise, and Fox is going to bump that up, obviously, and down the road, it was going to be almost about half, and so there's big, big money left on the table. So, Pat, again, money, money, money. That's that's obviously the crux of all of this. But how would you feel if you were the commissioner of the Pac-12, and you have a pro, you have two programs that have been with you for 110 years, and they just blindside you? Yeah, well, you you really have a tough time to uh, work with like three programs. You know, Washington, Oregon, maybe Utah. Stanford. I mean, what can you do? What can you put together? And out there on the West Coast, you're out on an island. It's not much fun for that. Big Ten say, well, we can we can do the travel and things like this, but a lot of other schools aren't going to be able to afford that. And there's only so much television out there. But uh, Fox has really swept in and pulled this one off. And uh, the conference Clackoff, I think it is his name, is. Uh, it's probably feeling just like Bob Bowlesby did last year or two years ago when Texas Oklahoma bolted, and so. Uh, but yeah, I think he's probably been prepared for some of this. But uh, this one it seemed to be pretty well closely held to the vest, and uh, I hadn't heard much about it, if anything, and uh, until it just came out, and that was, was almost have to wonder if it's April Fool's Day. Pat, a couple of other things. We know you you only have a, a finite amount of time. First, um, Tausch did admit that he did not think that the Big Ten Network would become the behemoth that it has become and did not think it would necessarily work. Um, Obviously, that was during an era when you were very close to everything that was going on in the conference. What were your expectations for the Big Ten Network, and are you surprised? Because that is a major reason why UCLA and USC are now in the Big Ten. Yeah, this was... was Coming along, but it wasn't uh, something that was imminent in my estimation, and uh, it happened after I had left. But it was basically, you know, Jim uh, Delaney is a bright, bright son of a gun, and he's a terrific uh, leader, and, and and especially with respect to media rights, he always brought in network guys that maybe had retired or whatever for advice and things like this. And so I, he did a great job and, and sort of pushed it around a little bit so that all of a sudden you generated up and we know how the competition is now with the uh, betting and all that business and so the competition for media rights has been just crazy but I had no idea I would agree with Mark that uh, 
no idea that it would be this successful. And at the time, maybe we were a little naive, but it was talk about, well, they, they got Fox. They didn't get ESPN or, you know, or some other network. There was much more kind of talk about being in the, uh, the sports world. And Fox, you know, kind of just pulled all their chips in and all of a sudden at the right time jumped at it. And, uh, and Murdoch is a pretty smart dude. And, uh, and he's done a terrific job, and it just seems like there's no end to it. I thought with streaming and things like that that it was going to be a little bit more difficult, but it doesn't seem to be a, a problem. And uh, we see the same movement there with, with media, with respect to the talent, just uh, you know, Buck and those guys moving around. And so it just seems like it's an end in the hole. And we always talked about, well, ticket prices going up. I mean, almost like you can, ticket prices are negligible right now. Or you might as well give them a kick. The tickets fought for free because it doesn't really make a big of an impact on the on the total revenue income in this picture anymore. And so it's a, it's a different day, but uh, I had no idea it would be this successful that quick anyway. All right, Pat, last thing for me. Um, you've known me a long time. You know I started my career covering women's sports at the University of Wisconsin and non-revenue sports at the University of Wisconsin. When you look at the the landscape because of football and what an engine it is for all the other programs, and then you throw in the transfer portal and you throw in NIL, what do you think this means? We have Title IX, but what do you think this means for women's sports and non-revenue sports in the big picture? And should I be concerned about two things that are obviously things that I care a lot about? Well, I think that uh, one thing about it has brought a lot of attention to women's sports. Uh, the, the the revenue that's generated with respect to the, the program that's needed, that's been a big help to them. But I think that uh, uh, additionally, what's going to happen with respect to the big gun pack and uh, situation is at Pac-12 is that uh, you take a think about it for just a second in terms of travel. I mean, this is impacting the the Olympic sports a great deal, and the of course the, the Title IX. You compare the the football numbers to uh, to the women's sports and things like this. If you're going to include football in that mix, it's going to be very very difficult in, in the accommodations, and especially with UCLA and USC. You think about their teams. Their every every one of their teams is going to have to travel east for a good number of the participation opportunities they've got. Whereas the back at the beginning is going to have maybe you're going to go out once, things like that. Each school once or twice a year type of thing. It's going to be very difficult, but it's going to be a real mix. I, I wondered about the mill opportunities, and I think that some schools are smart with respect to providing opportunities for the women, but it's still not to the magnitude. And and uh, it's something that's going to rear its head. It all depends on who's in charge in the political spectrum, because that's when we saw it would change. Every time there was a change in administration, the rules and the application would change. And so uh, it's, it's probably uh, lukewarm at best with respect to the uh, Olympic sports, with this kind of news and this kind of, picture that, that makes football even bigger elephant in the room pat you know we think you're the best and we love it when we have a reason to talk to you thanks for making time for us we always appreciate it uh, i gotta ask us one question were you playing golf the other day late in the afternoon yeah i shot i'm gonna be honest with you pat we had a controversy <laughs> over near where 
I don't want to put your business out on the street, but there's an out-of-bounds marker near where someone we really like lives, and there's a fence, and it was, well, the white stake is here, and the white stake, if you go directly, but you were on the other side of the fence, and it was we had a, it was kind of a heated match. So there's always controversy you got when it comes to Pat. You got caught in that corner. That I, I, when I put the, they put the stake there this year. I had nothing to do with it. If you're... You have an impossible shot yeah. unless you got a ninety-degree hook or a slice. Like well, lucky, l- luck. <laughs> That's true. Why didn't you call That's Pat true. to bail you out of this jam? And, and I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, just pull the fence up and, and go. It was actually not me for a change that hit it over there. So that was good to see. But thanks for your time, Pat. We always appreciate you. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it very much.